right, welcome back everyone to Broken Podcast Season 3, F2, here from uh, Justin Bray's lush, lavish recording studio in beautiful Five Points, Athens, Georgia. Beautifully tiled, beautiful pantry, beautiful cabinets, plates, pans, Demolished. it is a kitchen. We're guessing it's probably going to be demolished, yeah. Uh, I am here with my co-host, Justin Bray. Oh, I was wondering if you were going to say my name or you were expecting me to. I was expecting you to. I'm here with my co-host, Timmy K. No, it's just Timmy K. You're Timmy K now. It could get worse. It's like a weird, like you were the, the, the sixth new kid on the block. Were there five new kids on the block? Or were there four? There were five? Great job. She has uh, the, every shirt that they ever put out into merchandise. There was Billy. There was Zane. There was Justin Timberlake. And Nick Lachey. And then there was one just named 98 Degrees. I don't understand. What a great man. Um, so, yes, we're all here. Uh, <laughs> back for another episode of the Rookin' Podcast. Um, and uh, we are very excited for uh, all of our banter. Yeah. Justin. This is actually really fun because we've decided... So, so we're changing things up a bit. And if you've heard the first episode before this one, then you know that our, our format's a little bit different. And we're also recording in my kitchen... I'm sorry, my lush studio. recording studio. Yeah, uh, we have like, like white wine and like we have lotion soaked grapes. <laughs> gross. <laughs> That's not gross. Are all tissues lotiony? The good ones. Don't know anything about that lavish yeah, lifestyle. Like, sorry. Nice pens if we have to take down notes. My wife is not a doctor, <laughs> nor did I have uh, a past in lawyering. So, uh, also, a, a big announcement is I'm accepting uh, applications for new co-hosts. <laughs> for uh, Whatever. <laughs> yes, so uh, we um, we are switching up the format a bit, right? So we're yeah. going to excise the games out of this, the actual gameplay. And um, we hopefully by now, we've already recorded our first scaling the wall slash mounting the wall. We don't know what it's called yet. You'll know before we do. Don't mount it. All right. Uh, it's actually against the rules. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have that out shortly, but um, there will be a more gameplay podcast uh, that um, really gets down to board game reviews and that kind of stuff for people that really are interested. Um, we've already kind of taken a look at the spreadsheet, and there's a pretty cool little... Um, I, I like doing it alphabetically, so we're going to play every game alphabetically on the wall. And so the first one, I think, is um, A Blaze, which is like some weird old card game from Mayfair that's like, looks pretty simple. It's a vaping like, card game. <laughs> it is. It is you own, you own a vape show. No, it's, it's like a firefighter game or something. Um, and it looks like it's like 20 minutes. But then right after that is, pretty soon after that is like Agricola, which is like three hours long. So. Yeah. I think that'll be really fun. Like, um, you know, we'll play one game that is just like, uh, you roll a dice. I have more than you. Game over. And then it's like eight hours of like me and you like moving pieces around and trying uh-huh. to conquer the galaxy. I can't wait. It's going to be fun. Man. Um, all from your soon to be destroyed <laughs> lush lavish. Yes. Well, one day I'll have, I mean, we'll have a new condo. It'll be fine. We'll no, have a new one. So Justin, um, I got something coming up this week. This week? This week. What's going on? I'm going to. I'm going to... Oh, you're going to the the Tasty Knees. The Tasty Knees. What's it called? Shaky Knees. Oh. Atlanta, Georgia. Will you be bringing your Shaky Knees? 
I your don't... shaky old man knees. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, which is like kind of the point, I think, in a certain way. I know shaky knees is a, I think that's a reference to a Mind Morning Jacket song, but uh, in my case, and I think it's a pretty apt name for the, for the festival, it's like, for some reason, it's perfect for me as like a 40-year-old dad. It's like, every, their, their, their lineups are perfect. It's, they got like everything I want, also with like some new stuff, and like, I'm young and hip. I want to check that out. But there are young people there that also go and seem to like the same music. But it's sort of like, hey, shaking ease in the sense of like, you know, kids are like, hey, they're having fun. Uh-huh. But then also me as an old guy, just like, oh, I'm too tired. I need a chair. My knees are too shaky. It seems to work on both levels. But I love this festival. It's awesome. We kind of like, uh, Karen and I make a point to go to it every year because it's a really well-run festival. Like, uh-huh. There's like no lines for anything. Sure. Uh, it's like spaced out perfect like the sound's great and then the lineup's fantastic we got The National we got Jack White Queens of the Stone Age we got Fleet Foxes Franz Ferdinand uh, then there's David Byrne from what band? Justin oh that's um, that's the guy that's like it's not my beautiful wife yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, what band he's in I just know his name it, Talking the Talking Heads yes. no yes. I knew it uh, I didn't google it I swear Oh, I said I said Google, and my Google <laughs> woke up. <laughs> AI is everywhere. Yep, it's my smart house. Tenacious D. Man, you keep on naming all these bands, and I, I just want to like 2008 called Tim. I know they want all of their festival back. But then there's like I know there's other bands there that like people that are younger would be like, you're not talking about any of the bands that I like. So we're really excited about this, uh, and um, I'm a big music fan. A lot of good stuff going on. We got the REM podcast, which is live right now with Adam mm-hmm. Scott and Scott Ackerman. Are you talking REM R-E-D? <laughs> it's fantastic. It's their follow up to you talking YouTube to me. Um, so I am in like hog heaven of music right now. So Justin, what like if there's something like coming up right now, music wise? Like we talk about fandom all the time on this podcast. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, we, we love board games, we love movies, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But like music-wise, I don't know if we've really, really touched the nerve of Justin's like passion of music. Have we not? Have we? There's been a lot of jokes about it, I think, silent, but I don't know. Silent discos. No, I just ran the silent discos. Oh, okay. I don't really care for them all that much. I, I mean, I like a lot of music, but it's not coming up anytime soon. Um, right, I really... Like, what if there was like a band, one band, or one performer so that like you would drop everything and i would like i am going to plan my day around getting concert tickets to this band or whatever it might be like, mm-hmm. i just don't know what that is for you well right now it's it's podcasts and it has been for a long time but <laughs> well i did i mean this was in our hiatus of no podcast where i actually bought a ticket to go to chicago for less than 24 hours to go see my brother my brother and me right live okay. show um, so that was really great. But I mean, the, the, the bands that I always have to go see when they're in town is like anything Ben Folds does. Okay. Um, I'm pretty basic, so we can go down that hole if we really want to, but, but is it not, is music not like a, like one of the big things in maybe it is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't care to go see it live as much anymore. I really love Athfest. I think I talked about it on a previous episode where, um, one of the reasons why I came to Athens was the first weekend I came on a, just a random uh, fun trip was to Athfest. And then I decided like the next week I was moving to Athens right. and I did. Right. And so that, I, I absolutely love Athfest. I love all of the local bands we have around. Um, 
big fan of five eight when i came to town i was a huge fan of modern skirts and they've since broken up um i will admit my crime now because kelly gertz in my previous episode admitted his sins i stole <laughs> uh, a poster from um hinder shots and it was it was a modern skirts poster from their last show and it was just there on the wall and i took it it was in the men's bathroom, and I was like, I don't know if this is really stealing or not, but not it was just a poster. <laughs> yeah, I've seen many of that. Um, okay. Um, it used to be so easy when I was a young lad, you know, like mm-hmm. rolling the large metal hoop down the street with my kid <laughs> and in my giant lollipop and beanie cap. Yep. <laughs> um, Those old days. you could just say, like, uh, like, what CD is in your car right now? But that's not, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like that anymore. What, well, I, I usually ask people, what did they listen to last? Like the last song. What was the last thing you right? listened to? But that's the thing with music is that, you know, it used to be all about like albums or mm-hmm. CDs or you know, whole records, but now it's more about songs. So I don't know. I, I, st- I think I still carry that over. I still like to listen to a whole album because, yeah, yeah like artists really want you to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And if they don't, then they're just putting out a song or a song or a song and hoping that one of them makes, you know, right. makes it big. One of them is going to be a single. So but what's your, what's your favorite last album? And that's where we're in this fandom discussion. I Well, I'm also... So that's funny, too. I'm really a big fan of, like, movie soundtracks. <laughs> Not just, like, scores, but, like, somebody carefully curated this soundtrack to represent this movie and represent a feeling, and you know, and, and then everything is going on in this in this movie. Um, and the last one I really loved was Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Right. And so those awesome mixes. Okay. So that you, you did a lot of contortions to get out of that question <laughs> not answer um so we'll we'll revisit that that's fine we'll figure it out later yeah um all right so but real quickly um back to our new reformat is there a game uh when we do the sort of the scaling the wall podcast when we do the a to z is there one that you're really really looking forward to playing like what is the one game on that wall that you're like god i can't wait to get to and hopefully it's not like Z is the sleep game. I'll be dead by then, yeah. I don't know. Um, AAA, the triple A motorist, stranded motorist game. What game am I really excited about playing? I also don't think I've really realized how much of a thing this is going to be. This is going to be a big endeavor. This is your, like, this is a moment right now in the podcast where you're like, Tim, I don't think I can do this. I quit. Yeah, and that's it. No, um, I haven't actually thought about this question. This is going to be hard. I really want to play, like, the Civilization game. Okay. I feel like it's going to be really bad. Right. Honestly. Civilization, the board game version. Of, of the, the video game. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a very highly regarded game. It's a great game. Yeah. Um, I'm also really excited about... I finally want to play... Um, what's the Marvel game? The card game? The Marvel game? Oh, Legendary. Legend. I've never played Legendary. And I really want to play it. Okay. But there's some so games out there... Yeah. 2021. <laughs> Legendary. Legendary. But there's plenty of games out there that I really wanted to play, but I didn't want to sit down and learn how to play. And that's one of them. Okay. Good enough. Uh, for me, it is War of the Ring, uh, as always. You've played it a billion times. Too bad. Can't wait to play it. <laughs> All right. So, um, uh, so today, everybody, we are uh, we have a great guest joining us. He's been sitting here patiently the entire time listening to our mindless banter. Uh, Richie Knight is here, a mayoral candidate for uh, the mayorship. Mayor, no, mayor, going to be He wants to be uh, mayor, the mayor, mayor of, of Athens, Athens, Georgia. Uh, Richie, great, great to have you on. Great, 
Glate to have? Is it Glate? Is it great or Glate? Tim's uh, having a stroke. <laughs> Richie, hi. <laughs> How just are in, you? <laughs> I'm just asking you an honest question, if, whether it's Glate or great. I don't know what you're even asking anymore. The the word is great. So I'm, it's great to have you on, Richie. Uh, so, um, Richie, we're going to talk to you in a second about um, some of your favorite games. Uh, we have a couple games here in the middle of the table that we're going to talk about. Have you seen these games before, Richie? This particular game, no. No. All right. Perfect. This is great. So this is Codenames. Codenames okay. is um, a great party game. Uh, and it plays, if you see on the side there, it says 11 plus. So um, you can have um, two people, three people, four people. You can have literally like 37 people playing awesome. um, these games. So uh, they're um, often suggested at the Rook and Pond just because... Uh, you know, I think probably our two biggest um, questions are like, what's a good game for two people? And then what's a good game for like 14 people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we also what um, we want a game for 14 people, but it takes me uh, one minute to learn. <laughs> yeah. And so code names is perfect. So I want to think, but I want to play a game. <laughs> exactly. Um, so code names came out. The original code names came out um, probably about three years ago, three or four years ago. Um, and since then, it's been very popular. Um, and so the two I wanted to highlight today, actually three, uh, we don't have them all here, but um, it's the new variations of Codenames. Um, and so we have Codenames Duet, and then Codenames Marvel is on the table right now. Um, and we also have Codenames Disney in the store or in the cafe of right course. now. Um, so I have a rap version of Marvel. I'm not going to actually open it up um, right now unless unless Richie and Justin really want to open it up. It. Okay. Hey, I'm Richie, let them pass before it Tim moves on and forgets that you're sitting here, what would your code name be if you were a spy? Oh. Mm, good question. Think about <laughs> it. Don't don't rush this one. Okay. Yeah. So just mull on that one. Um, <laughs> for people that haven't played code names before, it's a pretty simple game. Um, the original version of code names is 25 cards are laid out on front of the entire table on each card is a different word and it could say like scissors uh you know giant whatever dolphin you know just random words um and so then uh there's a, a spy master for two teams and they both get to look at a small um card that um shows the 20 like a grid of 25 cards it's a five by five grid that you lay all the cards on and on that card it shows you blue tiles, red tiles, and then one assassin, and then everything else is just, like, blank. They're bystanders. And so um, what you have to do is look at that tiny card. The blue team, the spy master for the blue team, looks at all the words that uh, correspond to the blue tiles on that little card. And they can only say two things to their teammates. They can say one word and one number. The word tries to link as whatever the number you say, like tries to link those cards together. And then you're trying to get your teammates to guess the words on the table. So on that grid, say you're, there's two blue, you know, on your key, it's the two of the blue cards say dog and cat, you know, you would say animal two. And then hopefully your teammates will look at all those words on the table because there's going to be 25 words in that table and they would pick dog and cat. And if that happens, then you, you know, you play it. So it's very simple. Um, and then if at any time your team guesses a, like an innocent bystander or an, uh, like one of the other team's cards, your turn ends. If your team guesses the assassin, the game is automatically over and you lose. So that's it. It takes about five to ten minutes. The idea is that you play multiple games, you know, like 
and the the cards are flippable. You just flip them over. There's different words on the other other side. So it's really quick. It's really easy. It's really fun. People love it. Um, and so Codenames became very popular. Um, so Duet came out, which is what's on the table right now. Duet is a two-player version of Codenames because mm. it used to be that you needed at least four. Yeah. I mean, like you had to have four people, but it really didn't even work until you had like ten. You know, you really needed like a good group. So Duet came out. It is a great two-player variant of Codenames where you are, um, it's a cooperative game. You have the same, both of us are sitting on the other sides of the table and we're both trying to give each other clues in a really kind of cool, unique way on the same grid to identify all the same, um, all the same, you know, uh, friendly spies. Um, so, and it has a little campaign mode too, where like if you successfully, um, win the first game, then you get to go to Prague and then you get to go to London. And then like, there's new rules as you, you, as you advance. That Um, sounds like a good time. Marvel, uh, the Marvel Code Names is a pretty cool little spin. Um, licensed games don't always work very well. No. Um, but this one is great. Uh, if you like Marvel, it is not the Marvel Cinematic Universe, though. It is the comics. Um, so instead of words, um, there are pictures from the mm-hmm. comics. So there's like Molnir and then Captain America Shield and yep, um, see some Luke Cage. And then even like just like, yeah, exactly. Um, some just like random action, sort of like fire or like rubble. Um, and so the same thing, you have to look at these 25 pictures from the Marvel comics and try to link all these things together um, with a common clue and a number. Uh, and there's a Disney version, which is the same way. So it's uh, Disney pictures instead of Marvel pictures. Um, so there's great new code names on the shelf um, because I think a lot of people kind of got tired of just like, trying to match up like names broom <laughs> dust pan but also you got to cash in on that that licensed game yeah you got to you see that marvel on a shelf and you're like oh yeah Ooh, give me that marvel. gotta get that that the <laughs> disney too yeah um so it's not like these are new games these are not underappreciated by any means i think you know um code names is still an oft pulled game but if you were just tired of the old code names, there are like really great new versions, and these games work really well. I especially like Duet is that perfect mixture of those two most asked questions. Like, mm-hmm. what's a good two-player game, and what's a good game for like thirty-seven people? Because Duet actually works. It's a cooperative game. It is huh. you can play mm-hmm. it with a large group, or you can just play it with two. Um, so it, it matches both of those things. So um, Duet, Marvel, Disney. Um, pictures and original code names are all on the shelf right now. Cool. Yeah. So circling back around, Richie, what's your code name? I'm still drawing a blank here. That's okay. Uh, I would say like red hmm. shoe or something. Red shoe? Yeah. You got a pair of very fancy red shoes that you like to wear out? <laughs> no, but I would if I was. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like it. it. What's uh, yours, Tim? Mine would be Velveeta. Okay. Yeah. I was just going to call you thighs. <laughs> oh. Just thighs. Because <laughs> you got a lot of legs. Okay. You're a tall boy. No, it's Velveeta. You're Thank like, you. It's always been Velveeta. This is thighs. <laughs> thighs coming in. Vel- That's Why Velveeta? Hold on. I got to back up and actually. <laughs> because I am versatile. I can live, like, I can be, you know, I can be on the shelf, like, out in the in the actual aisle. Or okay. I can be refrigerated. Like, I can be anywhere. You know, like, you I can use for a lot of different I can mix dishes. into anywhere. And I can melt and, you know. So not that you're cheesy or... No, I'm just... No, 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 absolutely not. 
Tim's not cheesy. No. <laughs> uh, though I don't like that it's so many syllables. I think Velveeta. And nobody knows what you're made of at all. That's just surprise all kinds Delicious of people. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> what about you, Justin? My code name is Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. So the full just, name. Right. <laughs> Both names. You, you just pretend that you are Leonardo. Like Leonardo. No, absolutely oh, okay. not. No? No. Okay. And when people ask, oh, are you? You're like, no. no. Stupid question. It's just my name. And I get really upset about it. <laughs> That's kind of how that goes. They're like, and then people would say like, isn't that weird that, because people probably always ask you, are you? Actually, like, no, I always. you're like, no, who? he should ask me who, <laughs> like I am. Right? I met a yeah. Rob Thomas one time. And he told me like <laughs> his whole life is that way. <laughs> Anytime he books anything, it's just a constant. Are you Rob Thomas? The yeah. Rob Thomas? Because no, it's so not funny. like Rob Thomas is like super famous, right. but he's also like super famous high. enough. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's in that wheelhouse of like perfectly believable that he yeah. could be Rob Thomas. Right. Like if Rob he looks Thomas at could be calling the right. chilies for like, you know, reservation <laughs> of Every once in a while you get the person that was like, oh, the Rob Thomas? <laughs> Just waiting for him to come in. I'm like, oh, he must be his assistant. Yeah. That's not Rob Thomas. <laughs> I don't know that guy. All right, perfect. Everyone else, come up with your code names in the break. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get back with uh, with Richie Knight uh, in three, two, one. You got to count it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my drum roll for the ad break. It's the ad break. Hey, Tim. Hey, Anna. Hey, Anna's here. Anna's going to be in all her ad breaks from now on. I'm here now. Did you get that? Uh, what was that? Did sort you of get like, that drum roll? Like a call. So. Uh, was that a drum roll? It was um, an allusion to Chevy Chase Christmas Vacation when they do the drum oh, roll for It was my lights. machine gun. Oh, was- that was a fantastic impression of that. Thank you. Know, you. If you ever have uh, trivia that you need to go to... Which is, yeah, that was a very good segue. You like that segue? Yeah. If you ever have to go to a trivia that is uh, Christmas vacation or just vacation Chevy Chase themed, Anna's your gal. I'm your gal. She knows nothing else about trivia other than Chevy Chase and vacation. <laughs> That's accurate. Okay. That's very true. Uh, but why is, it, why is trivia important, the Tim? The name of... Oh, uh, never mind. Uh, Chevy, the son in vacation. Rusty. Okay. That's pretty good. Obviously. Yep, there you go. What holiday were they celebrating in that movie? Which one? Summer. The vacation. one. Which one? Christmas. Done. <laughs> Got her. Christmas. Got her. See, the the way you can <laughs> you always stump Anna. You could have also Anna said summer holiday for is... regular vacation. No. No. Yes. That's not how it works. Yes. The way you stump Anna is to not ask her the right question. That's correct. Right. Ask her like, a dumb what question. What is the right vacation? And then she's like, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh but speaking of trivia yes we have trivia at the rook and pond yes every tuesday every tuesday 6 p.m happy hour trivia with james the major major the major <laughs> that's a bad major, name. Major. that's an honest name and then no one's ever called him that but uh a real shame james major uh does trivia for us at 6 p.m every tuesday at the rook and pond it's awesome um he is a delight um, he very rarely will slap you in the face if you are wrong. I've never been slapped in the face. Yeah, that's very true. I have once, but that's that's why I say I very I think it rarely. was a trivia, yeah. Yeah. And if uh, you're really lucky and you get third place, you might win a bunch of 
Awful garbage. Awful. Well, no. That one time that we contributed a bunch of local punch cards. That's true. For yeah. The third place prize, and then we got third place, and so we got all of all our of our local stuff punch right cards back. right back. It was like Sometimes six like punches a... of jittery joes. Oh, okay. Yeah, six punches of jittery joes didn't give me anything at all. <laughs> or like a Jerry Maguire VHS. I got that, that too. Happened. Yeah, that was the very first third place. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, James but Major is a, a wonderful character. He though. is a national treasure. Well, I would. I should have started a little bit lower. He is a <laughs> local uh, celebrity. County treasure, maybe? There it is. That's not even, that's probably too big. He's a gem. He's a treasure of He's some sort. Gem. We're going to figure out how regionally yeah. <laughs> uh, widespread that is. But but also, if you're like me and you really love trivia, you never want to go to trivia because it happens so late and then it ends late and you want to get home and go home and like sleep and it's, you know, it just doesn't work out if you want to do trivia on the weekdays. James's starts at 6. And ends at 7.30? Yeah, yeah. At the latest. Get yeah. home. Go to sleep by 9. You're done. Yeah. Perfect for old home bodies like exactly. Justin. Yeah. I am a home Come body. home. You, you flip on the old TiVo and fall asleep to Westworld. What right? era are you in? <laughs> TiVo and Westworld? You're so confused. I'm mixing eras. He's trying to relate what, what? to all bases. Exactly. <laughs> all at it's once. edgy and anachronistic. I TiVoed my Westworld. <laughs> I'm trying to Ugh. appeal to all of our demographics. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm so glad. So everyone gets what I just said. <laughs> and Somebody gets it. no one gets it. Yep. And Great job. scene. Come but anyway, yep. Every Tuesday, James Major Trivia. Come out and see us, 6 o'clock. Maybe you'll win third place. We're back in, Tim. We are back. We're in back in. One, two, three... <laughs> Counting back in. Learning how to count these days. (laughs) I'm really into um, counting out and counting back in. Yeah. Season three. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're back with our uh, our special guest today, Richie Knight. Richie. Mm -hmm. Richie is uh, one of the mayoral candidates, one of the mayoral hopefuls. Um, So yeah, welcome to the show again, Richie. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. So Richie, um, so we're a, you know... Obviously, board game centered kind of podcast, and uh, we uh, we have board games at the cafe. Um, did you grow up playing board games? Did do you have any special affinity for board games now? Yeah, like, I grew up in a real competitive family, so okay. it usually ended in like someone getting really mad. <laughs> yeah, so we played a lot of table flipping. Yeah, yeah, a lot of Monopoly, Risk. Oh yeah, we were big Risk players, which was like a full day commitment. Yeah, right. And was a lot to soak in as, you know, like a nine-year-old learning how to take over the world. So what was your, like, your family, like, did you have siblings? Did you have cousins? Like, who were you playing these games with? So uh, I have a younger brother that's four years younger than me. And I have an older brother, a half-brother that's four years older. Okay. And then about five years ago, my parents adopted again. They were empty nesters Mm -hmm. and decided... That wasn't good enough, and they adopted a uh, distant relative of ours who is now going to be 13 this summer. So, uh, yeah, back at it again with kids right. in, in the house. You're dominating that 13-year-old at risk right now. Like, <laughs> Not at all. You don't need to know the Australian, <laughs> the Australian strategy yet. Um, okay, so uh, growing up, so it was Monopoly mostly? Yeah, Monopoly, like Risk, Yahtzee. We played a lot of Yahtzee. Oh, yeah, Yahtzee. Yahtzee's we, always we, good. We don't, yeah. we don't hear many of Yahtzee's. But, but tell yeah. me how much I love gambling. Uh, you love gambling? Yeah, you want to talk yeah. about gambling? Sure. Okay. No, it's not time. <laughs> we were also big big poker players. My oh, parents were yeah. big gamblers, so that we learned cards at a young age. Oh, okay. We used to play, uh, like, anytime we had family gatherings, we'd play poker games with quarters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was good. Uh yeah, so yeah, a lot of a lot of games growing up. Right. Um, 
Did you have a favorite? Like, what was one that you were like, you were always trying to get your family to play? Skipbo. And that's oh, actually yeah. what I play yeah. a lot every time I'm in the cafe. I think you my wife actually like made sure that was always on the shelf. And it's right? an older version, yeah. which is cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Skipbo a lot. Okay, yeah. It's a fun card game. Well, she'll be happy to hear that, I'm sure. Um, Skipbo Rummy Cup. Rummy Cub, Rummy Cube? How do people say it? Is it Rummy Cube? Rummy Cube, I think. Is it? It yeah. looks like Rummy Cub. It's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Cool. So, <laughs> moving Google, on. Google Translate. Rummy Cube. Don't say its name. Okay. It knows we're here. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I forgot. Um, so, uh, so how? what brought you to Athens? What brought me to Athens? I came here to finish school. I started school elsewhere. Um, came here. Got a full-time job while I was in school working at the university. And then um, with a friend of mine started a side business doing websites and videos um, before I knew it, that turned into a full-fledged marketing school or marketing business. And I kind of told school I was done with it. <laughs> and uh, almost 10 years later, here I am. So, so Richie was the first YouTube star. That's what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think everyone should know how old you were when that occurred right so i started hw my marketing agency when i was 21 <laughs> wow um and we're uh going on eight years right now wow yeah so that was one of the things um uh that i think when i was 21 i was uh i was probably in savannah for st mm-hmm. patrick's day <laughs> like you know pushing people around in shopping carts and you were like you know starting businesses yeah so, what, um, like, what was it that, like, sort of drove you to do that? Like, I, there's so many, I'm sure, like, you know, I'm sure you had friends and, you know, that were just kind of doing their normal 21-year-old oh, thing. Oh, for like, sure. I lost a lot of friends because of it. Right. Um, I grew up in an entrepreneur family. Okay. My dad's real estate appraiser, owns his own business. Um, I grew up working in that business. And that kind of probably forced me to grow up faster than I should have. Um, and so kind of getting in college, I think I got to a point where I was like, yeah, I feel like I've learned everything (laughs) that I need to learn. Yeah. You know, that you're interested in. Right. You know, and especially, um, when you think about marketing and 10 years ago where we were at education wise for marketing and communications was just so far behind and social media for businesses was really just becoming a thing eight years ago. Like I remember switching businesses from having a personal Facebook account, you know, which would be like Rook Pawn, you know, to mm-hmm. creating the the business page. I remember going through that whole process. Um, and now to even think that seems like forever ago, yeah. which eight years is really nothing. And that must have been so frustrating if like you were in school and they were like, you know, this is the internet. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, that's amazing. So, um, so your time in Athens, you, so you got here eight years ago, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, A little over eight years. Started my business eight years right. ago. Got it. Um, so you've had like time as sort of like a student and then like a professional. And now you're like, you know, in public office, um, not yet working on it or, you know, working in, on it, yeah, yeah. in that sphere. Right. Um, is there, uh, like, what do you like about each of those sort of aspects of Athens yeah. and what do you not like? Like what, I think, as a student and then as a, not, you know, sort of like as a citizen and seeing students and then now trying to be a proactive member of the community. I think when you're a student, especially that age, you kind of live in a bubble in Athens. Right. Yeah. You know, a lot of things don't exist, even though they're like 
three feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like I only eat at Barbaritos and Five Guys and, you know, like a few handful places. And I don't realize that these other world class restaurants are in front of me or I don't realize the level of poverty that's, you know, a few steps away from me or the types of businesses even that exist, you know, within the smallest county land mass wise and in, in, in Georgia that we lived in. Um, and I still see that today. You know, I work with a lot of students. I teach on campus. I'm not teaching this semester, but I um, also have students working in our marketing agency. And I remember just even like two years ago, our old office used to be at the corner of Lumpkin and Hancock, but you could see Hotel Indigo from our office. And I'm like, okay, we're going to meet at Hotel Indigo tomorrow. I'm having an event. We're meeting where? Like, where is that? And I'm like, it's right there. <laughs> Literally can see it from yeah. this building. And, and so that was one of those like moments for me, like, you know, it really is a bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's this bubble of, of kind of being young and a student and not really knowing your surroundings. So um, I guess I, I certainly enjoyed that for a time sure. um, when life was easier and less responsibilities. And then as I grew a business and networking and meeting people, certainly began to learn more and more, but I really didn't get to know Athens until I started serving the community on boards and authorities and volunteering, um, which I've done pretty heavily for the past seven ish years. And, um, that's what really began to open my eyes. What real Athens looked like on a lot of levels, you know, being a 21 year old, starting a business is not easy when you're dealing with this old school, like, granddad system that still mm-hmm. exists we're getting a lot better now but you know five six years ago even was was still pretty tough um people were like yeah you'll get them one day kind of whippersnapper <laughs> pat you on the shoulder type thing um and so i've gotten to see in a lot of stages from a weird angle i guess that's a little non-traditional for most who are getting into what i'm doing now right mm-hmm. so yeah so uh, we kind of talked about your your time growing up Growing up in Athens, I use my my finger quotes because (laughs) everybody has like a life in Athens where they grow up and they learn things about the town and everything. It's a full cycle. It's a very generational town and our generations are a lot shorter than other towns, it seems. Went from the Um, cocoon. I'm trying to get to that butterfly stage. (laughs) That's right. right. Uh, I I like to know a little bit more about your relationship with Athens. And so I want to know about like what is your favorite weekend in Athens? Like Mm. there are so many things that go on in this town and so many people tie themselves to each of those events. But what is your, would you say is your favorite weekend in Athens? This past weekend that just passed, I've always loved Twilight. Yeah. Um, in all of those stages of living in Athens, I th- and I describe Twilight to people as I think probably our most unique event that mm-hmm. we host because of the timing where students are still here. Yeah. You have a lot of people from all over the world, you know, that travel here for that bike race. Some of you, in which what I actually learned this year, um, relocate to Athens yeah. even because of it. Um, I met, you know, one of the guys at the commission meeting last night, um, originally from Cuba, where my mom's from, um, relocated here three years ago, and Twilight's what originally brought him here. Uh-huh. And so, uh, yeah, Twilight for me had always been that one. And it's just a, a neat thing that we're able to call our own, you know, yeah. getting to, you know, researching, cycling a little more and seeing like, wow, this whole nighttime bike race thing doesn't really exist, especially not in a city. No. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's just a, it's a cool atmosphere. Where I feel like everyone plays together. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's other things that we do like football games and, you know, other events where we might not always play well together. There's a clear, like those are out of town football people and we are in town. We hate them. They hate <laughs> us. And this is, you know, and I don't feel like that 
contention at all at Twilight. It's just like we're all there to kind of hang out and have fun. Um, so, so Twilight has, has always been that. I'm an a- I love Athfest as mm-hmm. well. Um, that I have particular hot memories about. Yeah, you know. So I think that literally that t- hot. Yeah, I think yeah. that tends to kind of. Justin almost had his leg chopped off at Athfest. Did I? Oh wow. <laughs> Well, the uh, the tra- the draft trailer when it fell down. Oh my! Oh yeah, I did back when I was working at the Rook and Pond. Still, yeah, we had a draft trailer in the parking lot, and that became our like our our beer tent there. And so I had to hop in there and pull a keg out because it was empty, and the whole draft trailer tipped. And so I had to catch oh. the draft trailer, and it popped my knee out of place. Oh my god! And I've had knee problems for years and years before then because I tore my meniscus. But uh, that was my end of the weekend. <laughs> oh, no. Very quickly. I'll but tell you this past year, I was okay. really impressed with um, our Pride event that we hosted. Mm-hmm. Um, being in the LGBT community, I travel to see different Prides. It's just a kind of a neat thing to see how other cities do it. And Athens has always been a very amateur one. Um, but this year, I just felt so – it felt so friendly and open, and there were so many families and mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really defines what some event like that should be. Yeah. It's not always just like – drag shows and a bunch of people wearing yeah. half clothing right. you know it's more about celebrating this openness and um uh, all coexisting together uh, and I, I felt like the team that put it on this year did a really good job and you guys are kind of right there in the yeah. center of it um, i know we've, we've always had a great time you know supporting that you know event and it's been neat to see you so this is our third year mm-hmm. and to see that grow like that you know i think they've done a great job you know putting that on and it's gotten better and better and better yeah, yeah. it was totally its own thing this year for I was, sure i was very impressed yeah so what has it been like to be a, an openly gay candidate in the mayoral race so today's an interesting day to ask me that yeah um i woke up to a voicemail from uh, i'm assuming an older gentleman um who left me about a 15 second long voicemail about how we didn't need, um, we needed a real man, not a gay man running for office. And we had no room for perverts in this town and blah, blah, blah. So I think that kind of like sets the stage where this stuff still exists. Mm -hmm. Um, most people like to think it doesn't because we like to think we just live in this world and this bubble of a, especially in Athens, right? A quote unquote progressive town that, um, things like that don't happen, but it's been extremely prevalent. Um, and it wouldn't hurt me as, much as it does if I didn't have a partner um, who I care very much about, who's also like the most innocent angel-esque mm-hmm. person on the planet. And so he certainly has done nothing to deserve the, that kind of crap. Um, so that's been tough. What's been inspiring on the flip side of that is when I do talk about those experiences and the things I'd like to do to change some of that, to have parents come up to me. I had a dad come up to me actually the second forum we had, I got really frustrated with one of the candidates um, who told me that I hadn't experienced real discrimination before. Um, and I referenced the few times in downtown Athens that Colby and I had been accosted by some younger folks. And, you know, the faggot word was used a good bit. Um, and so I just referenced that in the middle of that forum. That forum happened to be in a predominantly African-American church and the room went silent. I mean, eyes just kind of all bugged up. And at the end, the dad came up to me and he was like, you just blew me away with the fact that you were able to say that and talk about that experience. I have a 14-year-old daughter who's recently come out and, you know, to think that there are going to be leaders for her to look up to. Um, so that certainly is it a such a positive experience about being open and going through this is knowing who we're paving the way for mm-hmm. and yeah. um, 
that you can do anything, yeah. you know, and really be whoever you want to be mm-hmm. and do stuff. Um, and, and kids who are struggling with that, you know, it's tough because mainstream media still paints being gay as this, like, I've got to wear a rainbow flag and be very feminine or very masculine if I'm a lesbian. You know, there's just all of these stereotypes that are still very defined. And I've never fit in one of those stereotypes. And that kind of aggravates some people even, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, we got a gay guy running, but he's very masculine. He owns a business and, <laughs> you know, he goes to church and does things that, you know, the typical gay guy shouldn't be doing. And it's like, well, yeah, well, it's still gay. You mm-hmm. know, that didn't change anything yeah. like that. Yeah. And so uh, that that's the part I like kids to see is that you can totally do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. Right. People have a hard time realizing that those things don't define who I want to be with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. you can choose to wear it on your sleeve or not. Yeah. It's up to it's you. It's not one of those things that I wear on my sleeve. There are people who do and who do great work wearing that on their sleeve. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I let other things define me. You know, entrepreneur. I'm a hard worker. I care about my community. Like those are the things I want to be known for. Um, there was a guy at one point running for mayor who wanted to be the first black mayor, the first gay mayor, the first this, the first that. I was like, I just want to be a guy who cares about Athens, you mm-hmm. know, who's elected. I'm not really looking to be a first anything. Right. right. So that's that leads into another really fun question that I wanted to ask you. Um, and thank you for, for sharing all of that yeah. as well. I know that's, that's not necessarily always an easy thing to come out um, and share about. But so no matter what happens in this election specifically, I know you'll continue to do more for the community you've already I can assume that anyway. Uh, but no matter what happens this election, where do you see Athens in five years or where do you want to see it in five years? We are growing whether we want to or not. Mm-hmm. You know, in the next 15 years, we're going to grow by 20,000 people. Um, and that's going to do a lot to our community. Um, and if we don't start preparing for that, and I think a lot of strategic ways, we're, um, we're going to be in trouble. And so my community worked the past two years – I've said we were talking before the show about saying no to things. I um, have started saying no to a lot because I've been very focused on economic mobility, removing the barriers between high school and career and really thinking about workforce. Um, We are part of a cohort of cities, southern cities that are focusing on that. And uh, I happen to lead our, our Athens task force. And so that's work that'll be never ending mm-hmm. um, that I will want to do until the day I die because I see the value in trying to set kids up for success. Um, so, I mean, in five years, I think we're going to have grown significantly. We're going to have to, um, we're going to have to start making career and workforce more of a priority amongst our youth. And I think all businesses small like Rook and Pond, large like the University of Georgia are going to have to start thinking about how can I incorporate high schoolers into my day-to-day operations? Um, How can I start instilling not just skills, but social capital into these kids who don't have that at home? Mm -hmm. You know, I like to say there are three things that kids need to succeed in life. Um, they need work history. So they need an opportunity to show on a resume that they showed up on time for a period of time. Uh, they need some sort of credential, um, that could be training or a certificate from department of labor or technical college. And then the third, the most important is social capital. You got to think there's so many jobs that people get because they just know someone, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't apply for it anywhere. They just kind of called, Hey, I'm looking for this or that. And someone made some connections or I need help with an interview. You know, there's a lot of those things that someone who's growing up in generational poverty just doesn't have. And if we want to break that cycle, 
which I think that's what we really have to be focused on is just like breaking the cycle. We're going to have to pour time and energy into getting people into a meaningful career. That's ultimately what led me to make this huge jump into um, wanting to run for mayor. Very cool. So on uh, almost an equally important uh, level of questioning, if uh, you know, you're going to play Monopoly. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, which piece would you go for first and why? I'm just going to cut it out. You know, just yeah. Let's just get right let's into, get right into the meat of this. Yeah. Who is campaign. Richie? Now? I like to always <laughs> yeah. pick in the race car, you know, <laughs> even as a kid. You know, I was like, want to be in the fast car. Mm-hmm. Oh, the race car. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, so I'd probably still pick that. Okay. All All right. Right. Where were you, Tim? Uh, race car. Yeah. I was a puppy dog. Ugh. <laughs> or the thimble. Thimble's cool, too. I was going to peg you the for a thimble. thimble. Yeah. I was a thimble guy. Always the worst. Yeah. Most people chose the puppy before me. I was somebody who was like, you guys choose. It's fine. I got a few I like. Uh, race car and uh, the horse. There was like always mm-hmm. like a little like a... Horse is dumb. Horse. Yeah. Okay. I'm just yeah. kidding. You're dumb. You can choose the horse. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kind of transition quickly into this a lightning round of pithy um, dumb questions after like really... I love the lightning the... round. Okay. I wanted to be real good. I wanted to be like, all right, Richie, best sandwich in town. Go. Yeah. Right now? Yeah, yeah go. Best What's the sandwich? sandwich in town? Lazy Shopper. Really? Oh, okay. really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Everybody. You, All right. You so say it it's first. last minute. You have to get a birthday gift like immediately for a really good friend. Like, and you have to go right now. Where do you go? Frontier. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Done, done that a few times. Yeah. Best atmosphere in town. <laughs> Kelly and Tito's. Uh, at either one. I feel either like one? you see such a variety of people and things mm-hmm. and just amazing food and uh yeah colby and i would eat every meal at cali and tito's i think if we had the opportunity i would say outside i just like the um the the oxygen that's yeah. outside that's good. i thought that's where that's you're gonna go because when i said atmosphere you giggled to yourself and you're gonna make a <laughs> dumb joke <laughs> oxygen is my favorite so how do you choose between the two uh cali and tito's what's the reason you go to one i used to live um closer to the east side one and or actually colby did uh, so we started going there right when it opened. Um, now we live downtown. I we, we typically go to the original, unless we don't really feel like standing in a long line. There, so <laughs> so you said, or that. you don't have cash. Yeah, yeah. there's there's that there, one. Right. There's so you that. said your mother was from Cuba. Yeah, my mom came here as a child. So is Calentino's actually it is a Cuban restaurant, or do they? So it's to interesting. So Bruno is like two different things, and his wife is like two different uh-huh. things. I'm not even going to be. One of them is Cuban, half Cuban. Um, he's told me before, but it's a mix, and okay. their food represents that. Like their Cuban sandwich isn't a real Cuban no, it's not sandwich. A real Cuban. That's why I was curious. Um, but it is a interesting mixture of all. A lot that. of influences. Yeah. Okay. Right. Now we got that out of the way. Right. Now we know. Let's Which Athens is good at that. Like Tlaloc, uh, I feel like is the same way. Right. You know, it has a Peruvian uh-huh. influence to it with also a Mexican and some mm-hmm. other stuff. I've been told it's El Salvadorian. Yeah, El Salvadorian. So. Uh, what's the best movie you've seen in the theater in the past six months? Call Me By Your Name. Oh, in the, in the I read like Cine, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that was really good. And then um, what album is your uh, CD player right now, if you have a CD player? What's the last album you listened to? What's is what Tim's trying to say to you. I've been listening Tim to this guy. I actually track. saw him a year ago <laughs> at the theater. I've seen him a few times open for folks. And then he came to the theater the same night that one of those crazy um, one of those crazy rappers was performing on campus. And so no one was at the show. It was only like 30 or 40 people at mm-hmm. the theater watching this guy, Mark Scabilla. 
um, who's I saw him open originally for Mumford and Sons. Like he's a really decent guy, but yeah, his music's really good. Okay. All right, I think it's time for our favorite segment, Outburst. 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 Did we even Ooh. tell you about this before? We did mention it, right? Okay. Here we end every Rook and Podcast with Outburst. Outburst was a game created in the late 80s, early 90s. It's like Family Feud. There is a category, and then there are 10 answers. But unlike Family Feud, there is really no rhyme or reason for why the Outburst chose these answers. Okay, so, you know, when they used to say, there are, you know, we surveyed 100 people, and these are the top, or this is the, you know, the top 10 most, Mm -hmm. you know, bought books of that year, whatever. This is just whatever Outburst decides (laughs) they want. Um, and so we asked, you have one minute on the clock. I'll give you the category. You have to get as many of the 10 that you can. And we have a running leaderboard right now. Yes. That currently. No Kelly pressure. Kurtz <laughs> is Kurtz on just, top of. Yeah. Right. Uh, followed closely by Mary Charles Howard uh, from Athens, Maine. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and then Nathan, Nathan Lawrence. Lawrence from... And then closely behind was Peter Wrights, I think. Peter Wrights. Yeah. So it kind yeah. of goes down. Well, there's, so, um, we have, uh, we're going to give you two choices, okay? Um, I'll give you, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to give you, um, I'm going to give you, all right. So we have, um, we have uh, tip- topical for uh, the podcast. We have great board games. Mm-hmm. All right, great board games. That sounds awful. That's an awful category. Great board games. Or adult cereals, <laughs> which... <laughs> I don't know what that means. They're very old cereals. Yes. Uh, you should throw so them away. Not like, I don't, I don't think it's like triple X cereals. I think it's not like pornographic cereals. I think it's just shredded <laughs> What wheat, are the sexiest probably. cereals? <laughs> what Honey smacks. Or great board games. So those are your two choices. Uh, you can pick either one of those. And then you'll have a minute on the clock. And you just have to guess 10 of those things and see how many you get. So which one would you like? Would you like adult cereals? Or I go with board great games. board games. Yep, okay. yep, yep. All right, great. I, I really want to see the adult cereals after this. We did almost we give you the choice of to name doing... 10 great board games. As many as you can, there will be 10 that Alpers chose. Right. It's just whatever the they think great are great board, board games. games. There's no, you know, like like actual data behind this. It's just uh, what you think. And I will say, as we always say, Should we have dated this game. It's an old game. Uh, we think it goes back to about 1994 when it came out in 1995. So, like, Settlers of Catan would not be on this Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that. This is going to be anything before 94, 95. Yeah. So whenever you're ready. So are you ready, Richie, for great board games? (laughs) I'm ready. I'm not ready for the result, but That's okay. Here we go. Go. Uh, Monopoly, Risk, uh, Life. um, Life, yes. All right. You got two. Monopoly okay. Life. Monopoly Life. Uh, I had a Trivial Pursuit. Yes. Would that be a nice. board game? Yep. Um, what else? I'm trying to think that period. Oh, Yahtzee. I don't know if you wouldn't consider that yeah. a board game. No, they don't Yahtzee. care for, they don't care for Yahtzee. That earlier. That's okay. 30 seconds. Oh, what else? Operation? Mm, that's a good guess, but no. No. Um, yeah. This is a tough one. This is a real tough one. Uno, Skippo, those are all card games. Um, nope. Ten oh, Scrabble? Yes. Oh, 
Connect Four, not a board game. Battleship, not a board yeah. game. Two, mm, one. All right, that's it. Gotta Pretty good though. Four is good. Four is right in the wheelhouse of yeah. our. Uh, you have very good company. Yes, is Outburst one of the? <laughs> yes, Outburst <laughs> is one. Brand loyalty. Thought uh, about Outburst is one. Uh, I almost said it out loud. I was like, that. I hope it's not. I, I was trying to debate whether to uh, give. Uh, so, Shoots and Ladders was one. Ah, Clue. Clue. Uh, Should have got both. Yeah, of those. Monopoly Outburst, which is pretty hilarious. Candyland. Oh my gosh. Uh, Scrabble, which you got. Life, which you got. Pictionary, which uh-huh. was at the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not really a board Shipper game. Pursuit, and then also at the time Taboo, which was. I knew yeah. all. Of I love those. Taboo. I didn't even think about those. that's how Outburst works. You I know. know all of them, yeah. but there's something that happens in that minute. This Shoots game and ladders. Uh, it just is. sucks it all out. I know. I love that outburst is on there though. That's uh, that's pretty cheeky outburst. <laughs> uh, Great board games. So four, that's uh, that's awesome. You're like, I think you're like, it's the huge bell curve. You four know, is where and, most people are, and some really good company. You're just right saying that made me four. feel good, but I no, I think it. Uh, nobody got four. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you're not as bad as whoever finished last. I can't remember who was last. I think it might have been Life. Wasn't like Troy offering? Oh no, Troy got like one. I think (laughs) it was like favorite veggies or veggies for kids. It was like or like green vegetables, and he was like beets. (laughs) Troy, come on, Uh, corn. No, Uh, Troy, (laughs) try harder. Poor Troy. Turns out Uh, Troy's colorblind. I know, and and he was like crying afterwards. It was a whole ordeal. Tim's a real jerk. (laughs) Uh, But no, you're 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 perfect. That's going to be great. Um, And so, so Richie, we have a couple weeks before. Election day. 20 days. 20, 20 days, days right now. Um, and so where can people find more information about you? Where are you going to be in the next 20 days? Where, um, like, what should people do um, to go vote? Like, um, you know, how can we get the word out for you? Yeah, I have a website, RichieForAthens.com, Facebook, Instagram, all those great things. Uh, the next 20 days, I'll be, I've been canvassing a lot. I've knocked on about 3,000 doors. Um, trying to you do really it. should do four thousand. I know. Well, I'm trying to get to like six or seven, Tim, but it takes a little time. Um, and I've done those personally. I hadn't just been sending people out. Uh, I'm gonna be on the east side, primarily probably for the next two weeks, finishing up some area behind the mall too. Um, but people can always come by my office or call my cell phone. It's on my website. Always happy to sit down and talk to people. Um, as long as they're not belligerent, I'm fine. <laughs> Great. And election day is May 22nd. May 22nd, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the early voting is from now, April 30th, until uh, May 18th, which also happens to be my birthday, May 18th. Oh. So that'd be a good birthday All present. Right. Yeah. Crowd. <laughs> and then uh, Saturday voting, Georgia has mandatory Saturday voting on May 12th. And all of that is downtown at Board of Elections, right okay. next to City Hall. Great. Perfect. Not far I from actually did not know about Saturday voting. I did not either. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Um, I we wish you all the best. Um, Thank you. And uh, we have heard that uh, one of our staff members has routinely beat you in Connect Four. Read, read, Harper. Um, and so, uh, uh, it, Richie, we're just waiting for you to go in and just really beat the pants off Reed because he needs some comeuppance. Well, please tell him I downloaded it on my phone and at night I've been practicing. <laughs> okay, good. I'm taking this very seriously. Like He's a, named the AI Reed. <laughs> yeah, it's going Some down. sort of YouTube video on, yep, on Connect Four Dominance. All right. Yeah. Um, and so let us know as soon as you beat Reed and then we'll all have a big celebration. Yeah. So thank you, Richie. Thank, thank you, you, Justin. Yeah. 
Thank I you was here. for no leaf blowers tonight. Yeah, for real. I know. A nice, uh, quiet Thank you, five studio. points, for <laughs> chilling out. And thank you guys for listening to the Rook and Podcast, and we'll be back soon. <laughs>